Blessings, everyone. Today is August 22nd, 2019. This is your boy, Ren, from Renell's Real Talk FM. Today, I wanted to talk about religion. Since we all have some type of religion that we follow, what is religion? According to Google, this is Google now, the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods. What do you say about that? Who's your God? What is your religion? You know, religion has always been a big well, I take that back. Religion has always been a part of my life, never really a big part of my life. Uh, later on in life, I found religion. I found the apostolic religion. Apostolic pretty much would be, fo would, would, would be followed under Christianity. I became an apostolic. I thought apostolic was something that would help me. It was something that was the rules. The uh, Well, the rules were stricter. And I think that helped me uh, more so in life than dealing with other religions that I've actually heard about, read about, but never really got into. I just felt that apostolic was the religious, I'm sorry, religion for me. And it became a big part of my life. And helped me deal with so many things, so many tragedies, so many hurts. It helped me. You might ask, apostolic. What is an apostolic? Apostolic refers to the apostles, the earliest followers of Jesus, who were sent out to spread Christian faith. In which case, it comes from apostolic Pentecostals baptized believers in the name of Jesus. Like most Pentecostals, they do not use alcohol or tobacco. Uh, to be honest with you, it says, like most Pentecostals, they do not use alcohol or tobacco. Now, there are so many other types of religious beliefs and uh, different faiths that people follow. And when you get down right to it, in no faith, whether it be Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, whatever, Hinduism, whatever, no one should be using tobacco. If you have any types of following, you should never poison your temple by using tobacco or alcohol, any type of liquor, really. Wine they used back in the day. Uh, I think the wine back in the day was uh, fermented a little bit different than it is today. I think today you could say, well, you know that Jesus drank wine. Well, people always say that, but we how do we really know what Jesus drank? 
But people always have an excuse as to why they want to do something when it's out the framework of God. If you're going to be in God, then you need to stop acting as if every time somebody that you follow tells you something that it's good for you. You have a lot of preachers. You have a lot of false uh, teachers. That's in the Bible. So when you're dealing with these false teachings, if you're not going around and you're not really studying for yourself, then basically you're going to have a hard time dealing with what you're really following and the true beliefs. Being apostolic, yes, we believe in the baptism of Jesus' name. We don't believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. When you are baptized, you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is who you are baptized in. You are not baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The problem is you have too many people that believe in the Trinity and you have so many types of uh, religious belief that people are following. When you get down to Christianity, there are so many Christianity type of faith that people follow in. According to Google, this is according to Google, it's not according to me, but according to Google, there are 37 million churches in the world, 37 million churches in the world with 34,000 Christian denominations, 34,000 Christian denominations. When you look at who do you follow? What do you follow? Why do you follow it? Has religion really helped you? It doesn't matter. Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, Judaism. Has it helped you? Has it helped you become a better person in life? I'm not just talking about a lot of people uh, put when you're dealing with uh, religion and how it's really helped you. It's not I'm not talking about uh, uh, monetary wise I'm talking about has it helped you spirit? Has it helped your spirituality? Has it helped you as a better person on dealing with people better? Basically, it's just something that's there, so you deal with it. It's a family trait. So the family, they follow this trait, so I'm going to follow this trait as well. Or tradition. Or however how you want to put it. So, when you look at religion, what has religion really done for you? A lot of people go to church, they sit up in churches, or synagogues, or temples, or wherever they sit up. And... They listen. Maybe if you happen to be in a Christian church, you might pick up your Bible. The pastor might have you read a couple of scriptures or he might read a couple of scriptures to you. And then you might hoop and holler and cheer and amen. And oh, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, amen on this. Amen on that. But when you walk out of the church, what have you really gained from that experience of sitting in a synagogue Sitting in a mosque, sitting in a temple, sitting in a church. What have you really gained from all? And a lot of times you really gain nothing. 
you really gain nothing because you're looking for something and you're not really getting it. And the reason why you're not really getting it because you're taking it as, say, a tradition of the family. So you really don't care. You just do it because your family did it. Your mother's mother. Your mother's mother's mother. But what are you getting out of the religion itself? I know religion is a question that many people try to answer. And a lot of people don't really have the answer, even though they give an answer, but they don't really have an answer. I don't have a real answer. Religion is something that should help us as, you know, human beings. But a lot of time it doesn't. Or then again, it all depends on what religious belief that you have. You follow. You have people who follow Satan as a religious belief. Yes, Satan as a re religious belief. Religion is whatever you want it or make it out to be. You have scholars, but we have scholars in everything. And just because they give us their work, their viewpoint doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or wrong. They're searching just like we're searching. They're searching for the father above. That's in heaven. They're searching. They're trying to figure it out just as much as we are trying to figure it out on this planet. And in the meantime, we go through a bunch of heartaches. We go through pain. We go through suffering. We go through understanding. We go through non-understanding. Religion is something that's really hard to put your finger on. No matter how you look at it, it's really hard. The books that we read, I'll start with the, the Bible, the Bible itself. Jesus, when you look at Jesus, when they put in the Bible what Jesus spoke of, it's in red. And if you look at it, when you go throughout the New Testament and you look at it, you could tell there's not a whole lot that Jesus said. But one thing is clear. Jesus did say we should love thy neighbor and treat thy neighbor as we would like to be treated. Jesus also spoke about the good and the bad. Jesus was a perfect soul. He was God's son on earth. He was perfect. We're not perfect. We strive to be somewhat good. Perfect will never be. We can strive to be perfect, but perfect will never be. Because we've already sinned. We've sinned before we even entered the world. Jesus forgave us for our sins before we ever entered the world. The only thing we can do as people is try to treat each other with respect and love while we're on this planet. But a lot of times we can't even do that. There's so much hate that goes on in this world. 
it makes you wonder, is there a real God? Is there just a God that people talk about? Is Jesus, oh, I'm sorry, was Jesus even real? Well, Jesus is real. And yes, there is a God. But it depends on which Jesus that you, you follow. In a Christianity faith, what Jesus do you follow? You follow the one that for centuries has been painted as a, a, a white man with blonde hair, blue eyes. That's the one that's been on your walls, your church, your churches, been in your pictures at your homes, in your schools. Or is it the black man that the Bible mentions of? Revelations 12 through 4, I'm sorry, first Revelations 12 through 14. Is it that one? It's that one. But the Bible has been written over so many times that there's one thing they have never written the part where Jesus was a white man. His hair was of lamb's wool. White lamb's wool. That's what the Bible says, depending on what version. Hair of lamb's wool, white lamb's wool. His hair was white, lamb's wool. That's your Bible. His feet, burnish brass. Anybody seen a penny? That's burnish brass. It's copper color, uh, almost a light brownish type of color. Eyes, flames of fire, voice, because we never talk about the voice. He had a deep, deep voice. And we always talk about Jesus, but we don't even know Jesus because we don't study to learn him. Scholars have studied. They know they know who he is. They only they just don't give you a color. When you listen to different documentaries and whatnot, they won't give you. They'll give you he was a man, he was probably six feet. Uh six feet plus tall. He probably was this, he probably was that, but he was not a black man. They will never say he was a black man. They won't even say he's not a black man. They just won't even say what he was. And then again, it's not really important. It's only important because people have made it to be important. And it's not that important. But since you made it to be important, we'll take it for what it is. Here's a little story that I found that might be interesting. You check it out. And remember, this is your brother coming to you with nothing but real talk and love for the people. So I want you to check out this little clip. I got it off of uh, YouTube. It's kind of interesting. It's about four minutes long. It's not really that long. You know, you check it out. Just in case you're looking for this particular video, it's uh, it would fall under somebody's page of share change, share change. It is a Christianity. It is Christianity the same as other religions? Not quite. Find out what makes Christianity unique in this insightful video. Check it out. Uh, since you can't see the video, but if you like, you can go and you could find the video, but you listen to the audio of the video. Check it out.
Wait a minute, we're getting it downloaded. What is religion? Just as we refer to our minds as being thoughts and ideas beyond the electrical impulses of our physical brain, the major religions propose that the human's true essence is their soul instead of their physical body. But just like our physical bodies, the soul also has needs, or it will starve. Each religion proposes to be a guidebook of that spiritual plane that helps lead our starving souls to soul bread. Aren't these guidebooks all the same? The historical Jesus of Nazareth told a story about a father, two sons, and a family business. It was custom that the sons would split the business when their father died. But the younger son said to his father, I can't wait for you to die. Give me my money now. Seeing his son's true heart, the father gave it up to him. The son turned his back to his family and hit the road. Far away, he partied like an animal, eating and drinking and paying prostitutes, until suddenly his pockets were empty. In desperation, he found a job feeding pigs. But the country's economy crashed, and he couldn't even make enough to feed himself. Now broke and starving, he found himself craving the pig's slop, when it suddenly hit him that there was probably food back home. What do you think? Should this father let him back into the house? As long as the son works hard to pay his father back, then he should be able to get a place at the family table again. Right? Let's see how Jesus ended this story. The son decided to return, admit his wrong, and ask his father for a minimum wage job. But still a ways from home, his father spotted him and ran out to him and wrapped him in a bear hug. Remorseful, the son began his plea. Dad, you shouldn't even call me your son anymore. But the father put a fine robe on him and a ring with a family crest. He told his workers, get the best meat and prepare a welcome home feast. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Although Jesus told this as a story, he was actually presenting his view of the truth. In the story, the father represents God. So is Jesus seriously teaching that God forgives selfish gluttons before they repaid their wrongs against him and others? Judaism teaches that one can atone for their wrongs by changing their behavior, praying, and doing good deeds. Islam says we can move towards paradise by performing the five pillars. Hinduism claims that if we store up enough good karma, we will reunite with Brahman. Buddhism says we can enlighten and discipline ourselves into nirvana by practicing the eightfold path. But in this story, the father embraced his son and fed him before he did any work. Why? Because in Jesus' view, it's impossible for a person to repay God for their bad deeds. God is a perfect judge who cannot be bought off with anything that we have to offer. Jesus said that when we die, we will face God with all of our deeds laid out. None of us is completely morally perfect, and none of us will stand a chance of justifying ourselves. Then, is there hope for us? Jesus believed so, and staked his life on it. He claimed to be God in human form who came to pay our moral debt with his innocent life, so that if anyone truly believed and surrendered to him, they would receive a full pardon from God and the power to change how they live. Other religions teach that our own self-sacrifice can pay our debt, but Jesus taught that only God's own self-sacrifice can pay our debt. All other religious founders claim to be guides to lead our starving souls to bread. Jesus claimed to be the bread our souls starve for. That's it, my brothers and sisters. You take a long look at what was said today. Get back. Peace out. Have a great day.
This is your brother. Ren from Real Talk. Peace out.